Welcome to another episode of the One Year No Beer podcast. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by one of our wonderful OYMB members who happened to be just flittering through Mallorca and pinged me. Actually, no, he popped it into the community. I saw and I said, hey, why don't we catch up? Um, amazing to uh, meet him. What a wonderful guy. But today I'm going to introduce to Andrew. Some of you in New York and the community will know him. And Andrew gets to play with planes. So I'm just very jealous of that, full stop. But what an amazing journey, what an amazing story, and always love connecting with OMB members. So let's go meet Andrew. So Andrew, welcome to the One Year No Beer podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah. Thank you for actually taking some time out of your family holiday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure they're too impressed, but <laughs> exactly. we'll go with it. Well, let's let's get into a bit of your, your story and your journey. Um, you've been an OMB member for how long? Uh, I think it's around about three and a half years. Um, I started out a few false starts, as many people do, um, but I'd committed myself to 365. Yeah. And you went off the bat. Off the bat, 365, no half measures. And um, with that sort of end date, I've, I'd sort of found, I think I found it oh, easy. The first three months, I think, are, are always fairly challenge, challenging for most people. But yeah. um, I, I think for when you tell your friends, when you tell your colleagues that you're having a year off the source, and there's a there's a that sort of end date that they can encourage you to go back drinking again, and uh, they're all quite happy about it, and 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 it makes it easier to process in your yeah. mind. I think. Yeah. So well, it's it's conceptualizing it for people. Um, we talk about this a lot in the program, don't we? Well, a bit, I think. But also in the community, um, because the element there is that really what's going on is this tribal behavior, um, and it's very intrinsic in humans. And so, you know, you can get frustrated with it, but it's just a natural way of being, right? They're afraid you're leaving the tribe because the tribe drinks. Um, and so the, the concept of I'm never drinking again means you've left the tribe, right? To leave the tribe uh, as, as, as a human being is to die. So there's a lot of factors that play into there. So that's why giving people the context of the time frame is like, eh, I'm just going over the hill for a bit and then I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one of my, my neighbours, there are only four of us that live um, where we live, which we'll come on to later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, my neighbour, who is also my boss for the, for the company I work for, um, he was very excited about the idea of me breaking my fast uh, from alcohol and had got this really expensive wine mm. and when you'd first take that sip after 365 days it was awful <laughs> you, you, you can't, oh, I cannot tell but you that, oh, you're like worst. what the hell that's really good yeah, exactly, exactly. how much you pay for this <laughs> so, uh, isn't that I, funny it is it is you, you it's funny as your it? taste buds get used to it you know you yeah, you don't actually enjoy it. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. I wonder how many other people go through that that exact same realization. I want to talk about that. Um, you know, having a drink straight after three six five and what you've done now and all of those kind of things. Yeah. But let's just go back a little bit further. So you didn't just suddenly scroll through Facebook one day and be like, right, I'm doing a year not drinking. Right. There was there was probably a lot of build up here. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's what was the process? The, the build-up is um, predominantly 
being in the military for 17 years um, with a work hard, play hard attitude. Um, very much, I think it's getting less so, but, but certainly uh, during my time in the military, uh, it, it was it was encouraged. It was the way to unwind. Completely. It was, it was... Yeah, I mean, they, they are teaching you that the way to to deal with these intense situations and once you get back is to just go and get smashed and it's the best way to recover from it. Yep. So, you know, that's a learned behavior. On leaving the Air Force 10 years ago, um, sort of continuing to drink sort of habitually, you know, you finish work, you go for a drink. Yeah. You know, and it was just what you do. And, and I would find myself coming home from work uh, and I cook dinner. I, I love cooking. Uh, what do you do when you cook dinner? Well, you crack a glass of red wine. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, and why do I drink red wine? Well, because my wife doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, that would that would be it. And then all of a sudden, a bottle of wine during the evening isn't enough. Yes, a bottle of wine and a beer. Or a bottle of wine and a measure of scotch. Yeah. And then it becomes two. And it just, it was that sort of gradual creeping bad habit that, that became very habitual and it worried me and and that's why i decided i needed to have the time off and i i think i tried on my own and wasn't really getting anywhere it was that sort of you know 100 day ones um and and i needed a bit of extra help and and in the same way that many people you could go and get fit on your own join a gym membership hand over some of your hard-earned cash and all of a sudden you've got a little bit more of an impetus to carry through what you're yeah. intending to do exactly and and i th i thought you know the, the, again the podcasts and the emails and all the other stuff that i was going to get from one year in a beer was was that equivalent it was like joining a gym but for giving up the booze totally exactly amazing good um, you're like a walking OYMB advert. This is amazing. <laughs> we don't put your life on. I think you're a fine specimen of a man. Come on. Just touching back into um, this attempting on your own thing, was there was there a lot of time that? I mean, have you, did you do some dry January things like that? Did you do any? Yeah. Yeah, it was, It. I think it's probably what, when you, when you hear other stories, uh, when you're on One Year No Beer, you sort of, you think to yourself, yeah, I did that. I tried that, and it's the, oh right, well, I'm I'm never going to drink spirits again, or uh, I'm only going to drink um, on the weekends, or I'm going to limit myself to this, and I'm I'm going to do control first. A lot of lot of ways of trying to reduce the alcohol intake, and with all good intentions, that's what you do for a little while, and then it's too easy to just slip into the bad habits again. Yeah, if that's. If that's the habit that you've got into, that's the, the natural state, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. And um, so <clears throat> coming back into, I mean, obviously you had um, military. You said military, but was it the Air Force? It was the Air Force. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I that's that was super exciting. So let's talk about that for a second. What was it like in the Air Force? <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I had 17 years. I joined as a as an aircraft electrician. Um, I worked on Chinook helicopters then. Oh, yeah. Tornado fast jets. Um, but then on my further training course, I applied for what they called the Philips Soon Flying Award, uh, which was to compete for at the Officers and Air Crew Selection Center at Cranwell to compete for a free private pilot's license. Um, which I applied for. I won the award, 
and at the same time they offered me a commission as an officer in the air force as an engineer amazing fantastic thank you very much <laughs> very nice triple whammy yeah absolutely so so i i went and got my private pilot's license which was absolutely fantastic amazing. Fun. um full free full free <laughs> absolutely that's it's 40 hours um, i was lucky fpl is it think it was called i think it was uh, the PPL. PPL. Um, it was uh, 45 hours at the time, but I got a 10-hour reduction because I'd got so many hours gliding. So I got did my um, PPL in 35 hours, which was great fun. Now you just mentioned that. We're just going to cut very briefly, yep. um, for those who are watching on YouTube, to the video of me in my first ever gliding experience five days ago. <laughs> <laughs> doing four and a half G in a glider. Wow. <laughs> to loop the loops in really? Sweden. So watch this. Okay, that's a pretty face right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> I guess you know how much fat you have on your face whenever you start pulling more Gs. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I'm not gliding. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that whole flying thing is absolutely amazing. So, um, Mostly fixing planes, engineer um, and things like that, and then got your p pilot's license. Um, yeah. Why, what sort of things were you doing later? Um, well, I actually, when I took the commission, I, I decided uh, to go away from aeroplanes for a little while and went as a communications engineer. So I ended up, um, it, it was mainly sort of IT infrastructure and um, radios and radar and those sorts of uh, activities. Um, it took me to Iraq and Afghanistan, yeah. um, which were quite exciting at the time. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting experiences. You kind of hate it whilst you're there, but yeah, all you can think about is the happy memories when you get home. <laughs> uh, you filter out all the bad stuff. Um, but yeah, it was you know it was it was interesting times. Yeah. And uh, but then when I got to my um, age 38, um, I uh, decided it was time to leave and. Uh, we parted ways, but only for a couple of years because then I started to miss it. So I joined the reserves. <laughs> really, did you? That's cool. That's okay. cool. Um, missed the structure and the the. I think the, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's such a big thing. Yeah, an awful lot of military um, fall off the cliff a little bit. Had so much structure. Yeah. What have you been up to since? So after a very uh, short while, um, I was living, uh, we'd just moved into a house when I left the uh, Air Force um, on the edge of the airfield uh, in a little village called Old Warden. Um, the, the house came first. So the house came first. My wife works for the Shuttleworth Trust, which is the home of the Shuttleworth Collection. They've got a collection of lots of aeroplanes that all fly um, that are dated back, you know, hundred and that's how many years wow blario 11 through to the spitfire which is relatively modern in their collection collection of airplanes really um and my neighbor who lives three doors away we used to go walking our dogs together and um he said you need to come and work for me uh i said well i don't know anything about what you do what do you do <laughs> yeah. so i fixed all the airplanes that sounds quite exciting where do you do that uh, and we went down to Northfield, uh, Essex, and um, I, I was hooked as soon as I got there. Um, old helicopters, old aeroplanes. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, stuff that you can actually fix. Yeah, all this newfangled stuff. No. I mean, what? 
you're just swapping boxes these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So, so it was it was absolutely fantastic, and 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 yeah, it was idyllic. On a, on occasion, uh, Tim had um, one of the helicopters, uh, an old Western Scout helicopter, which was a sort of Northern Ireland um, era um, machine, sort of a, a Land Rover of the skies, if you will, and. Uh, on occasion during the summer, he'd say, "Well, we'll not we'll not drive down to uh, work today. We'll take the helicopter." So instead of spending an hour and twenty minutes on the M11, we'd uh, we'd be twenty minutes in the air. <laughs> so cool. But then we had the opportunity uh, to move the whole setup um, to Old Warden, which is where we both live. Right. Uh, they were building some new hangars uh, out the back of my house, and. Um, <laughs> Chances of that, yeah. <laughs> and we took on um, a big hangar uh, and some workshops, and, and that's where we work from now. So my commute to work is about forty-five seconds. Uh, well, it takes me about forty-five minutes because I walk the dogs around the airfield first <laughs> and end up in the office uh, with a coffee machine on. Brilliant. She's not bad. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Sounds sounds like you are um, very aligned to meaning and purpose there. Um, very aligned to um, what you feel connected to. Um, and you know this is one of the key things critical for compulsive behavior hmm. so many people discover they're climbing the wrong tree um you know and and they're they're passionate they're driven they're going for it but it's the wrong tree yes. um and that actually drives compulsive behavior so um well done to you in in going with your heart and and following that it's super cool okay so let's talk about the 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 changes you made when you sort of kickstarted this challenge so you said it took you some time to get to 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 discover it. Jumped into the full three six five, so you must have been like, "I'm really ready for change." That's yep. a big decision to make. Do you involve family and friends? Do you tell anyone? I mean, no. Nope. What did your wife think? Um, I just told her. I'd signed up, and when she got home from work, I said, "Right, that's it. I, I've signed up for um, three six five off off the source." Um, and she's she's utterly positive uh, in everything. So um, she was real you know, real help um, with it all. And um, as I say, I think it, it took a few false starts before I got going. Yeah. Um, but then I, I, I managed the full 365. Amazing. Um, which was which was great. It was an achievement. I don't think I achieved um, everything that I'd hoped because I think, as quite a few people do, they replace um, booze with something cake. And chocolate and other stuff. Porn, work, <laughs> gambling, yeah. social media. Yeah, the Facebook group. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it's um, you know, I, I don't think I lost any weight whatsoever. Um, even though I was running uh, and, and and such like, I did, it didn't really have that much of an effect. After the three six five, um, we. we Friends and family were ever so keen to get me drinking again yeah. because it makes them feel a little bit better about their drinking habits. Yep. Uh, and so I, you know, I was back in the fold of being the habitual drinker. So really? how quickly? Um, I I think it was. I think it within two to three months. I mm, think I was yeah. back in the same room. back in daily drinking. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I I, I'm sorry. No, no, no. And, uh, and, and the sorry is not just to you, but to everyone, because that's not what we want for people, right? And, you know, so this, this taking a year off alcohol, but I think the reality is 
that there's only so much you can get from an, an email, a, a, a social media group, and a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <clears throat> I don't, I'm not judging you here, right? When you read a book, mm-hmm. how much do you take in of that book? Is it yeah. 1%? Is it 10 at max for a really good book? Yeah. So, you know, it's the same. These courses are the same. So the information is there. Like a lot of the information is in there, but it's not really being applied. I mean, we always say this all the time. If it was just about reading books, we'd all have six packs and be billionaires, right? Because um, it's not just about the information. Um, and so this is where, you know, I see from so many people, just like you, Andrew, and it was even me, right? You know, I did a year off and then went out for a drink and it ended up being 40. You know, I was throwing up in the toilet next day and you know this is when i realized abstinence does not equal control no right it's it that is not what gets you there so what did you you know two to three months before you were back there daily drinking what happened next well and that was that was the status quo for probably another year um easily a year i think um until i got to the stage again where i thought right okay this is and i think this time I was thinking, well, I can do it before I can do it again. It, it's it's easy, um, but I found it harder. Yeah, since turn around, I found it harder, and and I had, it was too easy to make the excuses. Ah, yeah, but I can do it, so I'll do it tomorrow. But and and I just, it was too easy to 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 put it off to another day. Yeah. Um, before you go on from that one, I want to touch in some thoughts into there. So there's a few things that go on here, right? Think about the brain, right? And and the energy that you bring into signing up something new for the first time at 365. New, exciting, opening up the present wrapper and be like, woohoo. What's it like when you get something used? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're just like, I've done this before. I've seen these emails before. I've done, and so psychologically, it's a different place. And I think one of the biggest mistakes often people make is that they think that, oh, I'm just going to keep going and trying to do the same thing again. And, and that is actually the definition of madness, right? Doing the same thing over and over, we're expecting a different result. It's not about trying to apply more willpower. I say this so often. It's about more accountability, more connection, more education, more support. And those are the four things that will enable you to, to get back into it again. So what's, take me through the next steps. Um, so after I think about the 100th day one, um, I I thought, okay, I'm going to need to seek some more support. And I can't remember what the the setup was called, but there was a, a monthly subscription to get on the daily sort of groups, group. Challenge plus. Challenge plus. So well done. That's the first step. So that was the first step. But I, what I was finding was that I was, I needed more than that. You know, I, I, it was great to hear other people's experiences um, and, and and listening to other people and talking and, and talking what's going on and what your thought processes are to other people was absolutely fantastic. But I was, I think I was almost jealous of sharing the time of the coach with somebody else. <laughs> I, exactly. I thought, okay, so uh, maybe I need more. So, and that's where I I signed up to... 12 coaching sessions uh, and you nominated Stuart, your brother. Uh, I nominated him. Well, I, 
What, what a surprise. No, I, mean, yeah. I don't know how, they were, how it works, but basically I got an email from Stuart saying, I'm your coach. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So, uh, and then we started on reasonably regular uh, coaching sessions. Yep. Uh, I was still drinking initially whilst that was going on. Yep. And it was going through the workbooks, talking through some of the activities, some of the... Um, really digging deep into the why we're drinking and 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 also i think one of the most important exercises was uh the fork in the road sort of in five years time or however many years time it was can't remember now um if you keep on drinking what's life going to look like and in five years with you not drinking what's life going to look like yeah and that that was quite a powerful exercise yeah and uh and, and Stuart would tell you uh, that uh, throughout our sessions, there were tears. Yeah. It was hard work. Yeah. I mean, it, is, it doesn't come easy, and you've got to face some very, very big realities. And, and when you start thinking about your whys, my biggest why was my 15-year-old son. Yeah. And, and the fact that I didn't want him to normalize, or I didn't want to normalize the alcohol intake for him. I, I, I you know, I'd prefer... To be fair, he just drinks water. He doesn't even drink fizzy pop, so he's unlikely to want to go down the alcohol route. But, you know, if I'm sat there cracking open a bottle of wine at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the evening, and he sees that as perfectly normal behaviour, it's just unfair. Yeah. So, and and that's that's where I got to. Good. Uh, that's a powerful why. Yeah, what do you think the impact of working with Stuart was? It's funny because... He, I, you know, you do all the talking. I do all the talking. When, when you're with your coach, there's a lot of listening going on and just directing your own thoughts and and sort of weaving that that sort of magical coach way. Um, I, I think that's probably a very uh, common perception, uh, and certainly one that I had. Coach, you need to coach. And then once you've been coached, you realise that pretty much everybody needs a coach. Everyone needs a coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you can be like me and have three coaches <laughs> because we, I think once we'd got to a stage and I think it was of the 12 sessions it was probably six or seven in it had clicked and and that's where actually everything everything was making sense I think it was something like the 3rd of January uh, we'd just come back from Madeira uh, spending New Year in, in Deira and um, on the way home, I said to Amanda, right, that's it, no more. It's, it stops now. And being the awesome wife that she is, she said, yeah, I'll do it with you. So tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is 200 days. Boom. Boom. It's, uh, so that, and it's brilliant. And I have absolutely no desire yeah. to drink at all. And, and it's brilliant. And so... Actually, we ended up getting into some other areas of, of you know, personal improvement and habit forming. You know, talk, right? Okay, I've cracked this this alcohol habit. I've absolutely no desire whatsoever. What other habits do I want to integrate into my life? And and how could Stuart help? Uh, so that's what we worked on for the rest of the sessions, which was fantastic. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Yes, life, the life stuff. Even even so much so that. Um, I'd asked Stuart about coaching and um, 
uh, he said that you'd given him the task of researching all the different coaching organizations out there uh, early on. Oh, for you to be, be a coach. For me to become a coach. Cool. And I have signed up uh, to the coaching academy. So, <laughs> so there we go. That's so cool. That's Sorry. so cool. Sorry. Well, wherever, I mean, that road will only make you a better human anyway. Exactly. Um, it'll give you some amazing tools to help people, help your, your, your son even more. So lead to lead by example in a great way. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think we're probably heading that way, right? AI is going to take all our jobs. We're all going to be coaches. Terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. There's a great podcast. Uh, the Stephen Bartlett. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, Mo Gaudet. Yeah, Mo Gaudet. It's terrifying. it's big warning. It's yeah. big warning. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. But I did watch a Netflix documentary about militarization of AI. Um, and I saw, I mean, you don't, you, let's not even go there, no. but it, it, it was it, the <laughs> things that were being built and done. I mean, with a Mac computer, they, the, this is a center for diseases and normally they use AI to try and find molecules for, um, healing. And I'm like, well, what does it, what does it look like to turn it around the other way? Well, like, well, all we need to do is literally change it from a zero to a one. So they changed it from zero to one, went away, came back and following morning, AI had created 40,000 different killer molecules that we could created to kill humans and it was like then they flagged it to the government and we're like we did this with a mac right you know <laughs> we need to do something about this yeah, um anyway there's a lot of fearing about it out there yeah. let's just end it on a positive note because i'm a glass half half full guy um i think it's really exciting for humanity is the truth about ai and the future of technology and i think um you know one of the things is that all of that future thinking and fear, you know, fear is unprecedented in society. Stress is unprecedented in society. And so is addiction. This is, this is where it is. And what we have to do is bring our minds back into today where we are yeah. um, and just stay in a lot, not be always in the now, but, and we can be conscious of the dangers, yeah. but um, yeah, focus on the positives. Yep. Sorry, a little sidestep there. So you talk, what does it look like for the future for you? What's, so I'm going, um, future of, 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 I want to get fit, I think is my next focus. Um, I'd mentioned, uh, that, uh, I, I was intrigued by, I think you'd put a post up about the carnivore diet. I know it's uh, not popular for everybody, but, um, it's a great it, diet. It's, uh, it's something I want to, it's quite simple. Um, yeah. uh, it's, it's, is it steak? No, don't eat it. And I'm such a simple guy. Um, so it's, it's very simple. <laughs> you just, did just witness me microwave two, two burgers, burgers yeah. um, and, and chow them down with nothing else. <laughs> so that's dedication. Dedi- dedication. I, I, I do realize that I'm probably going to have to cut out my favorite um, uh, alcohol-free Guinness Zero. He's going to have to come out of the diet. <laughs> so, well, how much of you are you having? Well, I probably, I, you know, we we probably have a couple of cans a night. Um, my wife likes it as well. So, um, it's uh, good to good to calm down all of those things. That's it the is. next journey. It is because you don't need it. No, no. You, you know, and and I think that you know, a couple of cans a night of Guinness. It's on the high level. It's costing you. It? So, getting it down to where you've disassociated. Spend that the, steak. You, you know, well, still, you're, the question is, in what is the what is the seeking? Yeah. Right? Because the seeking is, okay, well, this is part of our relaxation routine. Yeah. Right? 
So, uh, so, so if it's part of a relaxation tool, well, what relaxation routine do you need? But also there's another really interesting thing here, and that is why do you need to get relaxed to the end of the day anyway? Now, I know we live in today's world, right? Mm. And there's a lot of stress and there's things about that. There's things we can do during the day to mitigate that desire to need to take the edge off at the end of the evening. This is all the stuff that we sort of teach people in complete control. Because if you want to, if somebody wants to be able to get control of their relationship with alcohol, actually one of the fundamental things we teach people is that ultimately your uh, the math is simple. A stressed out central nervous system, which does not get any recovery during the day, will always require numbing in the evening. Um, and so when you understand that math and you see it in data, which we use some technology to do that, um, then it's very clear for people, well, hang on a minute, it's a foregone conclusion that if it's not Guinness Zero or alcohol, it's going to be Netflix or it's going to be cake or it's going to be something else Yeah, because I haven't given myself that recovery I need during the day. So that is something to yeah. monitor. Let's pause just for a brief moment. I just want to share with you some of the heartfelt feedback from our incredible Complete Control community members. Listen to this. I, I don't know how I signed up. I think I just got an ad on Instagram and just got a whim, just hit the button and did a call and then signed up and didn't really consciously think much about it. And then after that, I was like, what did I just sign up for? Wait a second here. Like far exceeded my expectations. I'm usually extremely skeptical. So I don't know how I even signed up in the first place, but whatever it was. Um, so it's just amazing how like the transformation that I've seen and even the drinking part is just kind of the super, it's, it was the Achilles heel, but it's kind of just the superficial problem and it's like once i kind of clear that up there's so much more possibility and and you know the exploration discussions with gary with candace have just been so powerful and kind of they both kind of focus on a different area and then with glenn kind of looking at my data and with my co cohorts or classmates or you know it's just been just everything has just been so powerful and kind of supportive of you know, completing the whole picture of how I do this. Um, so just really grateful and, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and also just feel more grateful and not only just for all of you, but just, just in life in general, it's just a little bit more clarity and peace and calm and, and, and so forth. So I am incredibly grateful for this entire program, everybody on this call and everything that we were able to experience. Um, I think that it delivered more than I expected. Honestly, I, I, like I've said before, I've done a couple of like challenges and different things. And I think that this beyond um, examining my relationship with alcohol and making, I think pretty good strides in, in um, staying alcohol free. Um, I think it taught me a ton about myself and how to like examine my habits and my thoughts and those kind of, um, patterns and ways to ways to approach the things that worried me the most in this in this experience um, have just been invaluable. I think I'm leaving feeling um, in stronger in general, more self aware in general, and um, just really more anchored in who I want to be and what my values are and how I can you know, take better steps to achieve those. So it's been fantastic for me. And then again, the, our team, I, I really um, appreciate all the feedback and support from every single person on this call, but my cohort as well. It's been great. 
So I love everybody that I've met here. I have loved the program. I am not uh, an emotional person like this, but this has changed my life. It, it, it has given me a life. Um, and there's other things I need to do too, um, but I don't have to do them with alcohol anymore. So thank you. It's been an amazing journey and a very, I appreciate the professionalism. Whenever I feel the stress, I, there's, there's something that I can go back to, to everybody and the sharing from everybody and the professionalism of the program. So I loved it and I've grown a lot. So and kisses. one word is transformational. That's a word that's been bandied about for decades, but in this, it is absolutely accurate. If I was to use one word, this was a great investment. It's not, it's not self-help, it's self-realization. It's um, super powerful, but it, it exceeded my expectations. Or maybe it was Sharon who said that. Um, uh, or maybe I'm exceeding my expectations, and I like that. I mean, the program has been hugely, I'm hugely grateful for the program. I think the journey of, for myself has been amazing. I mean, I remember telling, I don't know if it was Candace or Gary, the first three or four weeks of the program, I was like, I can't stop thinking about not drinking. It's just, it's in my head. I'm ha Every day I'm thinking about not drinking. And it's, it's like now I'm not even thinking about it. You know, it's just like my life has sort of stepped on. I'm excited about the future. Um, things are looking good. Things are looking good. I just love sharing the things people are saying about our complete control program. Okay, let's get back into the episode. And also, you oh, you've got the Apple Watch. I have good. I was going to say, if exercise is the next thing, start with awareness and tracking. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm well at the moment. Uh, we've joined uh, a gym locally, um, and I'm trying to do about two miles a week swimming. Um, uh, whilst on holiday, I've been doing um, over half a mile a day. So it's and it's great. I, I love the swimming. It's it's really low impact. Low impact. Uh, and running just. Uh, having run two London marathons, um, it was just painful. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you like, if you like Diary of a, of, a, of a CEO, then listen to What's His Chops, who came out and said it's nothing about cardio, right? The way you lose weight is strength, right? So um, you need to build some muscle, and for that, and also you know the the lady I can't remember her name, but she said like the science is showing us now that we literally have a pharmacy inside our muscles, right? A farm a pharmacy of incredible. Um, um, chemicals for your brain, positive, your body, generation, longevity, health, heart, all of those things. But it is only released when you either break those fibers or when you stretch them. So this is why yoga, um, Pilates, those things like that, but also um, strength work. Mm. So um, what I've done now is uh, just put a pull-up bar one room. And I'm just trying to build up my sequences of pull-ups. That's it. As long as I'm breaking those there, I'm doing some decent work. Wow. On top of that with high Ross and CrossFit and things. But yeah, anyway, cool. some recommendation there too. Look at the strength work. Yeah. There's a couple of good podcasts on Diary of a CEO about that. Amazing. Well, I mean, thank you so much for being a part of OYMB. Um, I'm sure we can support you if you were interested in more coaching or around the uh, the next part of the journey with your yeah. exercise and habits yeah. and all those kind of things. 
But um, yeah, and thanks for coming to share your story. I guess one last thing to think of, what would you say to somebody um, who's currently, you know, resetting or getting stuck in that loop? Like, I certainly got a huge benefit out of, of seeking a little bit more help, um, whether it's through the Challenge Plus or I, I, I eventually went for, for 12 sessions of coaching. Um, and that I, I think I needed to be guided through finding out what the real purpose of me giving up was and, um, and what it really meant to give up and who it was going to benefit and that sort of thing. So having a coach to guide me through that um, was hugely beneficial. I think it just shortcuts the learning. Yeah. It shortcuts the pain. Yeah, and it's a painful cycle, and, right? And yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you're like resetting. When people say a resetting or a serial reset, I think, oh, how much pain is involved? That I didn't want to be getting to that day 10 or day 20 or day 30 and throwing it away. I wanted to be in a position where once I was really ready to go for it, off. I was off. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that really has happened. You know, I've got absolutely no desire for it anymore. Anything final you'd like to add or say? I'd, I'd just like to say thank you for the One Year No Beer community because when you post on Facebook and people are looking out for each other, I, I think it's it's absolutely fantastic. There's so so much great support there, yeah. uh, and it and it is great to to be each other's cheerleader. Yeah, but sometimes that's not enough, and 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 if you really are um, doing that serial resetting, then you'll save money in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, amazing. Thanks for coming on the show. And um, Thank you, you can get now, get back to your holiday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>